Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, friends. I am back, and today I want to talk to you about hunger. So many of us have been conditioned to think that hunger is this bad thing, like we want to avoid it like the plague. I remember for years, even before I had kids, I actually used to pride myself on like never leaving the house without at least a week's worth of food. I think my friends used to make fun of me. Of course, I'm exaggerating, maybe Well, maybe not. But the point was that I always had some kind of a snack stuffed away in a pocket or a bag or glove compartment. Like you get the idea. And truly, I'm not here to point out that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you do and it works for you, then totally keep at it. But I'm bringing this up because the reason I did it was because I think I was actually terrified of feeling hungry. I may not have articulated it that way, but I really wanted to ward off hunger. And that is actually very different energy from saying, for example, I'd like to be prepared with a healthy snack if and when I should be hungry enough to warrant a snack, right? Like that's very different. In any case, Kids are very good at knowing when they're hungry and when they're full. When you were a kid, you were probably very good at it as well. And you were probably great not just at knowing when you were hungry, but knowing how to stop when you'd had enough food. But really throughout the process of growing up, at least here in the United States, so many of us get conditioned to get out of touch with our hunger or our fullness cues. And typically this happens by very well-meaning adults in our lives. Now, I'm not here to blame any of them, but to simply help us to understand what could be contributing to us eating, perhaps at times when we're not actually hungry. A lot of us were told things like, you really need to finish everything on your plate maybe when we were already full. A lot of us were told things like, you better eat now because it's dinner time, right? We also, a lot of us perhaps, were incentivized with food. For example, you know, you'll get this ice cream if you behave. And we learned very quickly at a very young age that in order to enjoy food and especially sugar, you definitely didn't need to be hungry for it. You just need to be, you just needed to have behaved well and then earned it, right? And that's certainly the topic for a completely separate episode. And my goal here is not to be giving parenting advice on how we should or shouldn't incentivize our kids, but rather to just point out that most of us have actually developed a pretty complicated relationship with food in terms of losing touch with eating when we are legitimately hungry and stopping when we've actually had enough. Then what happens? We got older, we went to dental school, and as dentists, how many of us don't know what it's like to go to go all day without a lunch break, let alone, you know, a bathroom break or even a drink water. 
I can't even count how many days I've seen patients and then the end of the day comes and I honestly didn't have a moment to use the bathroom, to drink water or to eat in the whole day. And I'm positive that this is probably something that's happened to you at least once and maybe even frequently. A lot of us have actually been taught that maybe to do well in our practices, we need to ignore our bodies and their signals. Maybe it wasn't articulated like that, but I can tell you, I remember for years being part of an endodontic practice where nobody took a lunch break and it was almost seen as a really favorable thing because that would mean that the practice was going to be more profitable and every provider would be more productive. And really, why should we stop and eat when we are paying an assistant, for example, right? Why should we stop and take care of ourselves when we can just do it at a later time, maybe when it's more convenient? And oftentimes that means getting home exhausted and just wanting to hit the easy button, right? We're finally home. And then the idea of taking care of ourselves for some of us can actually just feel like more work. So I'm not here to tell you how to parent. I'm certainly not here to tell you how you should run your dental practice or whether you should or shouldn't schedule a lunch break for yourself. There really isn't a right or wrong way to go about things. But what I really do want to talk to you about is, you know, while we are meeting the demands of our professional and our personal lives and taking care of all of our obligations and responsibilities, how can we actually get back in touch with our own selves and learn to listen to our cues of hunger and fullness. Is it possible that we have a story in our minds that we need to ignore our bodies? And is it possible that that narrative isn't actually making it easier for us to take care of ourselves to the best of our abilities? So I'm curious for you throughout your average day, how in touch are you with how hungry you are? How often are you eating because you're actually hungry? Most of us eat for various reasons and hunger truly is just optional. Now, obviously, you know that society teaches us that we certainly don't have to be hungry to eat. But we also know that if we are frequently eating when we're not actually hungry, this isn't going to help us lose weight. So I ask you this question, how aware are you of your hunger just on your average day? Now, hearing me ask you this question, you might immediately know how hungry you are throughout the day, or maybe you could identify times during the day that you're most likely to feel hungry. Maybe you eat at regular meal times, and maybe you can generally predict when you'll be hungry. Or for example, you might know times during the day that you're eating that you're not hungry. And if so, that's a really great starting point. You have a good level of awareness starting out. Now, alternatively, you may honestly feel like most days are a blur where you have no idea when you're hungry or not. Maybe you're eating according to the clock or perhaps you're just running, you know, rushing off to your next activity or patient. Maybe you're barely getting a chance to check in with yourself. Maybe the whole day goes by like I alluded to earlier and you're potentially grazing at the office a little bit here and there and then you just get home and realize that you're starving because you've barely eaten all day. 
maybe for you, the entire concept of checking in with yourself during the day to see what your body actually needs, maybe that sounds luxurious to you or even time consuming. And if this is you, I don't want you to worry because it's a fine place to start also. I promise you that you can learn how to be in tune with your body and what it needs, and it doesn't have to require a large time investment or even take, you know, weeks on end in order to start to get better at. So no matter where you're actually starting from, the first thing that I want you to do is to start to get in the habit of just asking yourself this simple question, am I actually hungry every time you go to eat? And then I want you to pause long enough to listen to the answer. And I'm not talking about five or 10 minutes of just pausing and reflecting and staring at the sky. I'm talking about one to two seconds. Just asking yourself that question and actually answering it. Now, if you ask yourself, am I actually hungry? And the answer is yes, then by all means, go eat. And I think a lot of us think that when we want to lose weight, we need to be feeling hungry all the time. And if that's you, if you are feeling hungry frequently throughout the day, I want you to make sure to listen to the next episode because I'm going to be delving into specifically why some of us feel constant hunger and how to manage that. But suffice it to say, by and large, if you're hungry, then I want you to give yourself permission to eat. Now, in contrast, if you're asking yourself if you're hungry and the answer is no, I simply want you to ask yourself, why do I want to eat right now? And you aren't a bad person for choosing to eat when you're not actually hungry, but it will actually slow down your weight loss process. It is that simple, okay? So the answer isn't to beat yourself up, but instead to ask yourself the uncomfortable question of why am I choosing to eat right now if I'm not hungry? Are you bored? Are you stressed? Are you fidgety, anxious, wanting a break, wanting a reward? We're definitely going to be talking about all of this in a future episode, so please stay tuned. But when I talk about asking yourself if you're hungry when you go to eat, the alternative is that you actually might not know the answer. You might feel like when you ask yourself that question, am I hungry? You just don't really know. And your next thought might even be something like, well, I should eat because this is the eating opportunity. Or you might look at your afternoon and see that it's swamped with patients and not really want to be hungry in the middle of a dental procedure, for example. And then you may make the decision to eat. If you have no idea if you're hungry or not, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to be willing to ask yourself to gather information no matter what you choose to do, whether you're going to choose to eat or not. So for example, if you aren't sure if you're hungry and you choose to eat and you weren't hungry, then you're probably going to feel a little bit overly full because you weren't that hungry to begin with you'll be able to retroactively notice the fact that you weren't that hungry to begin with. 
So you'd be able to notice and, and, and connect the dots and say, yeah, I guess I wasn't that hungry to begin with. But you'll only make that connection if you're actually willing to gather the data after the fact. In contrast, if you can't tell if you are hungry and you choose not to eat and you weren't legitimately hungry at the start, then you're going to feel fine, right? If you're not hungry and you choose not to eat, you will feel fine. Even if you didn't realize you weren't that hungry, you'll just be noticing that you feel fine by not eating after the fact, right? Like you'll be noticing after the fact that you're feeling fine. So the reverse of all of this is also true. And stick with me because I know it can get a little confusing talking about the before and after. But you may say, I have no idea if I'm hungry. And then if you go to eat and you actually were hungry, then you're going to feel fine by eating. And lastly, if you're not hungry and you don't know about it and you choose not to eat, then eventually you will get hungry and you'll know that you're legitimately hungry and you'll be prompted to eat. In other words, what I'm getting at is that no matter whether you choose to eat or not, as long as you're willing to gather data on the back end of things, you're actually going to start to get more in tune with your hunger and fullness throughout the day. So even if right now you feel completely out of touch with how hungry or full you may be throughout your average day, as long as you're willing to ask the question and actually check in with yourself, you will get better at this. So we've talked about asking yourself, am I legitimately hungry every time you go to eat? And next, I want to talk to you about a tool that I find very, very helpful. And that's actually putting a number on your hunger, something that I call the hunger and fullness scale. This is how we assign a number to something that's subjective. And I want you to think about this in the same way as when a patient comes in with pain and you ask them to rate their pain on a scale of 1 to 10. And this is really the same idea. The only difference is that I want you to imagine the scale starts at a negative 10 and goes to positive 10. So if you're at a negative 10 on the hunger and fullness scale, you're absolutely starving. And in contrast, if you're at a positive 10, you're so stuffed that you could literally unbutton your pants because you feel so uncomfortable. So with the hunger scale, you rate your hunger and fullness from a negative 10 to a positive 10 and with zero being completely neutral. You're not hungry, you're not full, you're just in the middle. This scale is helpful because for some of us, the minute we're hungry, we automatically feel at compelled to respond to that, while others might actually completely ignore their hunger until they're at the point where they're hangry. You know, that combination of hunger and anger when it's just you've become overly hungry, so you're now both hunger, hungry and angry. My recommendation for you is that you aim to eat when you're at a negative four on the hunger scale and that you stop eating when you're at a positive four. And we'll talk more about fullness and stopping at enough in a future episode. But for now, I want you to really start paying attention to how hungry you actually are when you go to eat. Ask yourself if you're just mildly hunger, hungry, if you're just experiencing the first pangs of hunger, 
or if you're more moderately hungry. If you're used to eating at just a negative one or a negative two on the hunger scale, see if it's possible, perhaps just to wait a little bit longer. See if you can aim to eat when you're moderately hungry, but not overly hungry. When we're overly hungry, and especially when we haven't actually made a food plan for what we're going to eat for the day, we're typically not going to be making the best decisions that we can that will help us to lose weight. We're much more likely to make impulsive choices that we might regret later, and this is exactly what I want to help you avoid. I want you to think about a Thanksgiving meal. Or if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then I want you to think about just a nice meal that you would look forward to on any given day of the year. The majority of us would agree that it's really nice to have an appetite built up and be legitimately hungry when we sit down to eat a Thanksgiving meal. I want you to imagine sitting down and not being hungry at all. That just doesn't sound nearly as fun or appetizing, right? When I started to think of hunger as something that I could actually look forward to, it really reinforced this concept of being okay letting my appetite build between meals so that I could properly enjoy my next meal. And I'd invite you to see how that sounds to you as well. All right, so let's review. Number one, before eating, ask yourself, am I hungry? If the answer is yes, then I want you to ask yourself how hungry and remember that hunger and fullness scale. Aim to eat at a negative four on the hunger scale. Remember that you do not need to wait until you're ravenous. However, you also don't necessarily need to eat at the very first sign of hunger. If you ask yourself if you're hungry and the answer is no, then number two, I want you to ask yourself why you're inclined to eat. Now, please stay tuned for a future episode when I will get into the approximately 5,936 reasons why we eat. If you're eating when you are not hungry, it does not make you a bad person, but it will make weight loss take longer and feel more challenging. So asking yourself why you're inclined to eat when you aren't actually hungry is precisely the work that you need to do. Side note, if you're doing intermittent fasting, then I'm positive you may have some specific questions in terms of how all of this may relate to you and the hunger that you may be feeling during your fasting window. So stay tuned because I will definitely be answering those questions. If you start actually asking yourself if you're legitimately hungry before you eat, you're going to start to identify moments that you may be inclined to eat mindlessly. And I can't tell you how many people have told me that they've lost a significant amount of weight just by asking themselves this very simple question each and every time they eat. Cutting out mindless eating is going to help you lose weight in a much more sustainable way than cutting out entire food groups can. I promise, no matter where you are in your weight loss process or how much weight you want to lose, this one question can help you significantly. So don't underestimate how impactful this question can be. 
I get it. It's not a shiny, you know, gadget or gizmo, and it isn't a fancy diet plan. It's just a simple question that can really move the needle significantly for you. Okay, my friends, next week I'll be talking to you about understanding hunger on a deeper level and the role that our hormones play in our hunger levels. So you're not going to want to miss that one. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.